I should have that paragraph a bit more about that actor. For a minute, I was when I was saying South American, that really he's more Middle American, but I could have seen him, clean him up, put him in a military uniform, give him a military haircut, boom, he could do it. And that's almost what I'm wanting a little bit, like something that we haven't really seen that much before, and the more at least fit that bill for me. He could be, yeah, he could be interesting, but I think he's too young. He, um, he, I don't think he could read as old enough. Thrawn has to. You be, know, this is a very interesting introduction for the podcast. Well, that actually, we're, to be to we're gonna right go. Now. We're yeah, gonna go segue really quick. <laughs> what was the release date for Black Panther two? Oh, you mean for the uh, the, the, the the Blu-ray slash DVD? No, the, in the cinema film. release. Oh, the cinema is November or something. Right? Okay, November. November. That was in two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. Would you consider that one of the best of two thousand twenty-two, Tony? This is the best thing I encountered in 2022, absolutely, and it far supersedes the the first Black Panther film, which okay, I we're gonna we're gonna cont- I'm gonna we're gonna argue that. Later. I have deep respect, anyways, but it's so good. I belated. I don't know if we said Happy New Year, dear audience, the last we time did. we met. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I I haven't listened to it since I've edited. It's Listen, thing. It's I been, have. It's the it, first thing you said. It's okay. Been, oh. it, it's been two weeks. You can't expect us to remember yeah. anything that we've done. Um, what was it? Even? No, I'm kidding. Um, but here we are again. <laughs> here we are again. We're back. Um, back we again. wanted to do this at the latter half of December, but you know, scheduling, people being sick, holidays, we didn't get to it. We wanted to do. A retrospective year in review. What worked for us in 2022? What didn't work for us? Like Black Panther 2, what kind of forever didn't work as well as Tony says. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... Do I need to go back in the back room and go grab myself a snack for this? You might. No, the snack's in here already. Oh, um, my God. Once again, I will rephrase. But do you can't nibble on me. Do I need to go into the back room and get an actual snack? I think we can at the very least agree that the Batman was mediocre. How about that? Oh, no. very. I, I, I wouldn't say very, but I would say it was mediocre. If you guys start fighting your, I'm we'll literally. We'll talk about that a little room. bit too. I'm sure. I, I think it's have good. You, have you flipped? Or no, no, no. I still think it's good. And of live action Batman. Okay, I'm gonna say something. Pause super light. Controversial. I'd like to know what everyone's reading. Live yes, action. yes. Hold on, hold on. I'd, I'd like we'll to get know. To thank you, thank it's you, Supreme list. Overlord. <laughs> was that a 2022 movie? I think it was, wasn't it? Yes. The Batman. But, yeah. It yes, was. but I would also like or, to know what everyone's reading. I have the conch. I'm gonna take the conch. Um, I just want to announce I'm not reading a thing right now oh like God. within the past 12 minutes <laughs> within the past 12 minutes uh-huh. I finished Karma of the Sun by Brandon Ying Kit Bui um, and I really need to formulate everything how I feel about this book because I really enjoyed it I'm going to sum it up with it's a medieval Tibetan plateau centric apocalyptic tale Mm-hmm. And I was expecting a little bit more sci-fi when I first read it, like a synopsis of it online, like a quick one. I was expecting a little sci-fi elements. No, they delve into the fantasy a bit more. Um, mm. I, I, I'll talk a little bit more about it. Like, there's this young guy. He, he starts off. His name's Karma, and they do a little bit of early world building, world Karma building, chameleon. setting the stage. And one of the things that you learn early on is he is he only has a mother. His father, ten years prior to the beginning of the book, um, left, and um, he's viewed as a per- they're, they're, they have pariah status because the disgraceful father abandoned the mother and son to fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, the emperor of the land comes out of the woodwork and says, nah, that's not exactly the truth. Your dad was doing this for us. So next thing you know, this karma he decides to set out on this little quest um, to go 
maybe find his father or even slash finish his father's work. And he may or may not... There is some revolution, like Black Black Panther ancestral plane-ish kind of things happening here. There is some dialogue he has with his father mm-hmm. near the end of the story. I I should have that I feel like that's too much because um, it's a really good moment. Um, but like, there's a lot of stuff going on in this that like at, at the beginning I thought it was kind of with his journey journey and as a Sherpa as his journey the way it was kind of unfolding made me think. Uh, Oh my gosh, is it Paolo Coelho? Yes. Okay. The Alchemist. Uh, made me think about that a little bit. And that still remains, but it is distinctly more sophisticated than that. Mm. Um, okay. And I'm really fond of it. Like, I think of all the recent books I've ha- I've, I have reviewed, um, this is probably my favorite that I've reviewed yet. Whoa. That I'm going to review. That's big. Um, so, but, and I'm going to move on next pretty quick within probably a day. Um, the Undying Stars, which we were talking about back there. Oh, yeah, but yeah. currently, nothing. I'm playing Ghost 1.0 on the Nintendo Switch, and it's a very cute Metroidvania. Which, if you don't know what a Metroidvania is, look it up. <laughs> Who's next? Oh, put the book you're reading down, Supreme Overlord, and tell us what you're reading, because yes. I can't read it. Uh, so, uh, the book that I currently like now, halfway through, because I was listening to all of you argue for the past, like, ten minutes, so, you know, the more you do that, the more I get to finish this book. Um, so, this is called The Savior's Book Cafe Story in Another World, which sounds like a mouthful, but it's really adorable. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, basically, the main character, she's, like, 33, and she's an office worker, so she's an actual adult in this book. And she, all she really wants to do is read books. Like, I'm not kidding. This is our um, very own Jen Noble personified into a book. Nice. Um, all she wants to do is read. Uh, shout out to Jen, by the way. Um, so. Jen who? I'm going to throw you out the window. Um, anyways. She who must not be named, our dearly departed. Shh. Anyways. So she has this like little floating orb and this floating orb is telling her that she has to be taken into another world and become the savior of it. And she's like, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to sit down and read it. I don't want to do this. I'm too old for this. Like she's literally like teenagers are the ones who are doing this. I'm 33. I should not be doing this. Like, why are you putting me here? Yeah. And he's like, well, I mean... You could always just go there anyways because, you know, I'm going to force you to go there. And you could just kind of do whatever you want and be there as backup for later. And she's like, okay, but can I have a cafe? And the little floating orb, because I don't know anything past like this, is the little floating orb is like, you know what? That That's totally fine. You can have a little cafe. She's like, great. I want to be able to put whatever I want in it and learn all the defensive magic so that way I can just kind of have my own cafe and do what I want. Mm. She wants absolutely nothing to do with the world. She just wants to go in there, leave her office job, and have a book cafe. That's it. That's all she wants to do. I like her. And so they've taken her to this world and she's created her little cafe. It's adorable. And currently she's in this like militaristic world, so I don't really know much about the militaristic world yet, but her Mm -hmm. job is she's supposed to be restoring harmony. Okay. But granted, she just really doesn't want to do that yet. She's just like, I want to read this book. 
Yeah. So she literally gets like a search bar and everything that she can search up whatever book she wants and put it on the shelf for people to read. It's really adorable. Oh, cool. And then I'm also, uh, last episode I said I was reading a book called Solo Leveling. Well, oh, now yeah, I'm on yeah, book yeah. three. <laughs> nice. Um, the first two are pretty good then? Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, considering I bought three and I'm going to buy four in the next couple weeks. Nice, all right. Um, the whole entire premise is the main character, Jinwoo, is uh, he is a hunter. And so they go into these little like dungeon crawling things in the real world that they can go into. They dungeon crawl, they beat the boss, they get these little crystals, and that's their currency, that's their money. They get mm-hmm. one, like, because this is Korean, it's Wan. Mm-hmm. But they get Wan back to pay their bills and do all this stuff. It's a job like anything else. Yeah. He's the lowest ranked. So he always just goes in and basically like gets really injured, but he's doing it so he can pay for his mom's hospital bills. Mm, well, he okay. goes into a whole entire dungeon with people, and the whole entire thing just goes wrong. Where mm-hmm. basically he is like one of the very like few left standing. There's like four people left from a group of like twenty who go into this dungeon, mm. um, and he's the last one in the room when everything finishes. Mm-hmm. And he gets this extra power where now all of a sudden he has like an HP screen. He has these daily tasks he has to complete. He basically becomes like the gamer type like person. Mm-hmm. And he has to level up to be able to reach his higher goals. Mm-hmm. But the fun part is, is when they test him to see if he's like gained a level in his hunter skills, mm-hmm. it doesn't register that he's gained any skills whatsoever. So this is something completely different and he just doesn't know what exactly is happening. Mm-hmm. And so he decided for the second book to go into another dungeon to try to see what he could figure out after going through and leveling up a bit and to see what level he's at after going through this. Uh, he goes in with a group of people called the Strike Team, and they end up trying to leave him and the other new guy that's with him for dead in there so that they can be eaten by the giant spider, sorry, Tony, that is mm. currently in the room. Um, and he de- Jin Woot defeats it, mm-hmm. and they come back to try to like get all the stuff back, and they realize, oh, they're still alive, so they try to kill them. And that doesn't work out very well. Mm. Um, so they're gonna, him and the new guy are gonna try to make their own, like, little, like, guild together. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and they're gonna be the only two people in it, but joke's on them, because one of the people that they killed in retaliation, like, to survive, his older brother is one of the top hunters in the United States at the moment, and has just found out that his brother died, and who killed him. Mm. So now there's gonna be a problem. And that's all I've gotten to so far, and book three probably will elaborate on that more. Nice. And it's all in color, and it's fantastic. Oh, cool. Nice. Anyways, uh, Lord Ish. That's me. That is you! Congratulations! Yay. You know your name! <laughs> um, like I said last time... That was I'm, a great book. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what are you? Anyways, yeah. um, so I'm not reading one thing necessarily. Sure. Um, oh, right, because you're into the philosophical... Yes, yes. Like I, yeah. I, I mentioned, I was putting together a small library of that stuff. So yeah, um, cool. I've been jumping around to like different, you know, selections from different people and whatnot. Um, yeah. Who one, are you enjoying? Who am I enjoying? Yeah. Not the, the, uh, not the analytic philosophers because that's boring as mm. heck. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, but um, sure. I know it's very technical. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Although there, there was a good book 
that I did read all the way through called The Age of Analysis. It came out in the 50s, so it was like when all this stuff was starting to... It's about the conflict between like the analytic philosophers and the more wiggity-woogity <laughs> continental <laughs> philosophers sure. um, of Europe and stuff. Hmm. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're like the system builders. Like, they, they try to come up with a huge, you know, overarching... Sure. Which, while less scientific, quote-unquote, is mm. also more fun <laughs> to sure. read. Sure. Um, and they still have valuable, you know, things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and that, that had a lot of selections from the different players and stuff, and I thought that was a cool insight into the conflict between those two schools of thought, especially mm-hmm. since it came out in the 50s, like in the middle of this right. shift. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, so outside of reading, I got a new PC. Whoop. Oh yeah! And so so, what, what do you think I'm using this 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 super cool graphics card for Yahoo know, Messenger? Yahoo Messenger. I'm playing Dwarf Fortress. Which, oh, which if you know what Dwarf Fortress is, it does not need a, a graphics. <laughs> it could probably run on a. Uh, I'm looking it up. Calculator. Oh, but, wow. Um, no, but Dwarf Fortress is super cool. It's actually. Oh my god. The, the Steam version graphics, they, it actually has graphics now because it came out on Steam. Yeah, I'm. Okay. Um, okay. I've been waiting oh, to play cool. it forever. It made the Steam version makes the UI really like. Does it like make a it lot, better? It makes it a lot better. Like you can Good. use your mouse and you can click through the menus and stuff instead of memorizing shortcuts Code. and everything. Yeah. Which I, I could I tried before, but I couldn't do it. But um, can't I'm, do that. I'm really enjoying that. Nice. Um, like you have to micromanage literally everything, but mm. it's really rewarding. Mm-hmm. Like each. I don't know. Like you, 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 your your world is randomly generated. You set however many years you want it to ge- to generate, and it creates a whole lore with yeah randomly generated deities and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Anyways, you, you basically just try to create a dwarf fortress. Cool. Mm-hmm. How much is this game on the internet? Uh, don't don't answer that question. Okay. I'm just gonna look it up. Let's see if it's on the switch. All right. Anyways, uh, my. Engagement with entertainment has been very $30. minimal lately. Why is this Tony? Uh, I don't know. Um, I have, for example, I rewatched or re binged um, the first three seasons of Young Justice because I am planning to re binge the fourth season now that the whole thing is out. Because last year, while it was still one of the best pieces of uh, fiction I encountered last year because it's Young Justice and it's one of the pieces, best pieces of fiction I've ever encountered. The, there was a huge, like, eight-week hiatus at one point, and they left us on this bizarre cliffhanger that wasn't really a cliffhanger. And then uh, when they came back, it took them a while to, like, rev up to finishing everything. So while each episode was really good... I couldn't figure out how it connected to everything else. And then you get to a point where you realize, because this is what Young Justice does, that it is all connected and how it's all connected. And you're like, oh my God. And it's great. <laughs> it's great. It just, I wonder how great it holds up under one big watch as opposed to like taking a break for eight <coughs> weeks, coming back, trying to get back interested in it again, remembering what the subplot was, remembering like, yes, this character is, because they, in the first four episodes they killed a character um a super significant character who should not have been so easy to kill and so you spend a lot of time going wait is that character really dead everyone's still grieving 
what is going on, and they don't give you answers until way late in the season, and it's not a, it's not a picnic. So, it, uh, so there's that. But again, I mean, I, I didn't feel anything revelatory watching it again. It was just like, oh, cool, yeah, the show is still as good as I thought it was. All right, cool. So, yeah. And I'm not reading well at the moment, so, you know, that's not going anywhere interesting. I'm not playing anything right now, <laughs> and I'm not watching anything very interesting. I did... You're not playing watch. Gotham Knights? Mm, no, I haven't in a few weeks. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm playing Genshin Impact instead. Yeah, I haven't been playing anything. Um, I think I'm just waiting for um, the Jedi Fallen Order sequel to come out, because it looks fantastic. <gasps> Um, <gasps> stuff to look but I still have two months. So, but I, I did rewatch something recently yeah. that I finally realized that everything that it was doing was more important than everything I wanted it to do um, when I first saw it. Now, mind you, when I first saw it, I recognized its genius. It did win an Academy Award, after all. That um, won the Academy Award, <laughs> after all. However, I've been kind of poo-pooing the movie for a few years as I'm like it, eh, it wasn't you know one it wasn't sexy enough one it wasn't gay enough one it wasn't enough it's just been which one? Which one? Moonlight oh Moonlight okay. okay but having rewatched it under its own recognizing what it is trying to do it's that it'll be a long time before I see a movie that is that good it'll be a long time because if you consider the fact that it is not only, it is the best movie that any black creative has ever made, hmm. by far. Any black creator who has ever made movies has to go a hundred miles before they get to that. It's a, it's a big jump in like esteem. Because it's yeah. that good. It really is that good. It's just like, I hadn't even seen it since the first time I watched it, but watching it again under its own, just going in knowing, okay, this movie's gonna do what it's gonna do. None of the content has changed. Let's see if it can change my mind. <laughs> it, it just completely... I don't even know how the director got there at all. I have no idea how he made that thing as beautiful as it is. And the fact that the... The fact that in comparison to any other piece of black media that has ever been made by a black director, and I'm including all of Spike Lee's work... They all have to meet Barry Jenkins. Okay. At least with Moonlight. His other work, I'm still it's still under review. I still have to go see what he's doing. But that movie is it's unbelievable the things that he was able to achieve. Um, I'll have to give it a rewatch. Yeah. It's like yeah. I watched it and it was good, but I thought it was overrated. Yeah. But maybe I'll have to I think what I had to recognize that I didn't before is that if you think of this just in the context of like Hollywood movies it is doing something with black male characterization that we've never seen before. And it has nothing to do, maybe a little bit, but it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the, that the characters in question are gay. What it has to do with is you've never seen such softness. You've never seen such interior thinking. Like, th- most of the dialogue could be written on one page. Like the whole oh. dialogue for the whole movie could be written on one page because they just don't talk that much. But there's a reason for that. The reason for those silences. The reason. I mean, it's yeah. It's you've never you've never even seen the hood written about that way, or drug dealers, or you you've never seen it written about with such respect and honor and beauty. 
And I may have to go. I, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah, the, so. the, the structure of the movie itself is is interesting. It's, where when it jumps, you know. Yeah. Um, and even music. But, I mean, the first time that I watched it, I recognized that the music. He chose a. He chose a film score. Oh, at the very first, at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, he didn't choose. I mean, any other black creative, Spike Lee included, they go straight for hip hop. They go straight for jazz. They go straight for black people's music. Not him. He went straight for a uh-huh. classical score. Okay. That was and that heightens it. I mean, that raises the level of artistic challenge because suddenly you're seeing all these incredibly beautiful black drug drug dealers' bodies in the hood to the background of, you know, the modern Shakespeare or like a Philip Glass. And you're just like it's disjointed. It brilliant movie. Also, yeah. before we jump into our topic, because I I'm really excited because you're talking about movies and stuff you you know like that you haven't seen or you need to reevaluate. Oh my god, it! You just had it in your hand like two days ago. Um, Queen and Slim. Was it Slim and Queen or Queen and Slim? Queen and Slim. Yeah. It's been a. I watched it a year ago, but have you watched it yet? No, but that's one of the most hated black movies that came out recently. Really? <laughs> yes. Black, Why? Black Twitter tore that movie. Apart, and I okay. want to watch it to find out why. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't figure it out because I was gonna go see it, and then I didn't because the entirety of Black Twitter was like, "Girl," because Lena Waithe was the screenwriter, and I don't know why. I'm like, like Wait, you know, I, I think I walked out of it, and like, I didn't walk out. I didn't go see it in the theaters. Aaron brought it home, and that was a film that, like, I'm, okay, I kind of like it. I think, like, I think I, I feel like I liked it upon viewing, but like, really. Would I ever go back and watch it again? Never. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I want honestly, I want to see it because I was so, in, I'm, I'm still I'm, intrigued. Somebody posted the other day on Twitter. They were like, um, "Most beautiful or best black black movie that you've ever seen," you know. And of course, you know, I'm like, "Why are you are you trying to goad people into saying Moonlight? Like, come on, be real." Uh, <laughs> there were some people who were like, "Love Jones," and I'm like. Girl, bye. Like, seriously, Love Jones is easily mediocre. Yes, it made us all feel good about ourselves, but come on. Um, but anyway, yeah. like, and there were some Spike Lee movies. But the first person to respond was like, Queen and Slim. And the person was like, you're fired. <laughs> so literally, like, the black community as a whole on Twitter was just like, this movie is garbage. And I want to know why they feel that way. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, Daniel, is it Daniel Kaluuya? I think I was... That man. He, he's so good. He was in. By the way, I, I had to watch Nope again. Nope is great. Is it? Okay. It, it, it was weird because I really enjoyed it, but at the same time, I'm like, I need to watch that one. That had pacing issues for me. So I that's a 2022 content. So would you say that was a top one for you for last year? Oh yeah, yeah. It's not the top. It's up there. But it's I up mean, there. I, I actually haven't seen that many films from last year. Really. Um, but of the ones I have seen, it's it's up there. I think okay. it's his best movie. I, I think it's the most well-earned title, like, yeah. how it gets it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It has one of the scariest scenes. It, like, overall, it's not really a horror movie, but it has one of the scariest scenes of the year. Was it the past mm. TV show scene? Oh, okay. Two of the scariest scenes. <laughs> um, but I was thinking when he's driving towards the house at night. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. I, I, I need to watch it again because like I I liked it, but I'm like, eh. Like it was I, good, but not great. And, and and I really wasn't a fan yeah. of uh, us. Oh. And I felt like this redeemed him in my eyes. I know everyone feels that way about us, and I fight people over this all the time. <laughs> that movie is. It has good stuff. So good. I like. 
execution it, it, was good, it, it, it but needed like, conceptually is better. It needed to be in the they needed to leave it in the oven for a few more months or something. I completely I disagree. I think he would have overcooked it. Hmm. Um, you see, I like a little red on the inside. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the thing about us that makes it significant for me is that it's supposed to be just strange. The, even the aspect of horror to me was not its point. It was not supposed to be scary. There's some jump scares that are like, eh, but then they're lazy. But the rest of it is it's this complicated uh, expression of pretty much wasting the viewer's time. Like if you're overthinking it, you should not be overthinking it. The movie like punches through every one of your theories, even as you're developing them, because the whole point of it is to recognize that maybe America's obsession with, you know, everything is just a waste of time. Yeah. And I love yeah. that that movie sort of just like takes the air out of everything that you could ever think that it was supposed to be about, which is the exact opposite of Get Out. Get Out, right, is very obvious. It's supposed to make you think all of those things. <laughs> well, well I, I, you could you could very well be right, and, and your your wrong. interpretation is valid. <laughs> what I got from us, yeah. not to linger on yeah. us, but what I got from it was, it just could not make up its mind on what it was trying to say. But it, it, mm, it, there was okay. a sense of import that I feel like Jordan Peele was trying to put into it, but it never coalesced into anything mm. worth talking about to me. I think that most people feel that way, which is why. I, my, your, my, your take's interesting. Yeah, I just realized, there was a point at which, I don't even remember which point of the, at the, of the movie I realized this, but there was a point at which I was like, I will not enjoy this until I stop thinking about it. And then I realized, and then I was like, pound for pound, just like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And the person I was watching it with, as we left, I was like, what do you think of the movie? And he was like, was he trying to say something about capitalism? Because I don't think he said what he thought he was trying to say about capitalism. I'm like, you overthought this. Funnily enough, I didn't, and I had a great time. <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting, and I love, in the, if you're going back in time to like, like what is it like, I don't think it came in the late 70s, early 80s, um, Pinhead. Hellraiser. Thank you. I mm, like which is a cross-dimensional kind of thing, where there's like a different mm-hmm. little mirror dimension of whatever, mm-hmm. of tortures and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like things like that. Yeah. And it's interesting, when I walk out of it, I'm like, there were things I liked about it. But I like Get Out better. I think Ugh. after the like, sorry, <laughs> having distanced myself from Us, yes, I am a bigger fan of Us. Like if I were to pick one up right now and watch it again, mm-hmm. eagerly I would watch Us versus Get Out, which is still good. Don't get me wrong; it's good. It's just uncomfortable. It's supposed I mean, to be. Suppo- yeah, supposed to be. Um, and I don't know. That was Nope. Nope was very different. No, it's it's. Uh... But it was good. It's like a like he got a huge like a large budget for it, and this is like one of the few cases when I feel like, yes, give him more money because I feel like he does a lot of stuff with it. Okay. Um, and no, it's not a horror movie. It's 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 an adventure kind of like you know thriller whatever you want it, to. It's okay. it, it's it's genreless, really. But okay, I, um, I do have a question. Sure. Because not for you. For him, okay. and then for you. Okay. Oh, no. Well, I think I know what yours this is. This is next, terrifying. Next year, or last year. I'm scared now. What was your favorite movie? Because I feel like yours is going to be Wakanda Forever. Oh, yeah. What was your favorite movie of last year, 2022? Cream of the crop, top, um, top. I made the prediction immediately after I saw it that nothing would supersede it, and nothing did. And you were right, yeah. And I was right. Uh, elite, you know, I have, there's stuff I still have to see, but um, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. 
As, so, as someone who has, yeah, sure. as, as someone who loved the director's previous movie, Swiss Army Man, and was eagerly awaiting. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot yeah. that's his. I, I was eagerly awaiting what they were going to do next. Mm. Not only did this live up to that, I prefer it. And I just feel like it does so much stuff. And it's so... It, you can come at it from, a, from like, different... Like, if you're a blockbuster head mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever, you can come mm-hmm. from there. You mm-hmm. can enjoy the fireworks. Mm-hmm. If you if you're if you if you're a sci-fi fan, you can come and enjoy it for that. It just it just works on so many levels. Yeah. What is his name? Pride, so. <laughs> what? Ooh, wow. Wasn't he also? It's actually two people. Oh, is it two people? Yeah. Oh, cool. So, wasn't one of them an actor in Temple of Doom? Kihoi. Oh, well, Kwan? well. Wait. Well, uh, I thought you were talking about the directors. There's two directors, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, um, uh, yeah, the, the actor. Oh, the actor. Okay. The okay. actor was in Temple of Doom, and it looks he's pretty much a shoe in for best supporting actor at the Oscars. That's how I it is sounds. he? Yeah. And I, he's going to be in Loki season two. I just oh, want to throw it out there. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see him. And I, uh, like, I at first I was thinking not not that I care about the Oscars that much, but I thought that it would be a little too weird to like have a shot at best picture. But it just really it just won mm. it just won best picture at, at the Golden Globes. The, yeah, didn't it? No. Well, no. comedy and... I forget what categories it was in. I, I forget. Yeah. But anyways, it just won Best Picture, like the Critics' Choice Awards. Oh, whatever, that's which is, right. Which is historically, that kind of has a, you know, it's a good predictor. Oh, so. really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about it's the critic. Yeah, because those two yeah. were... I saw news streams for both of them at the same time, and I was just yeah. like, well, no, I was I was just fully immersed when I was watching that movie, so that's definitely my pick. Nice, nice. That was and like a Lebowski I don't watch movies, you know this. Really? Which, that's right, you don't watch movies. Which, and it's not like, by, by like, cho- like, I don't choose to watch, I just, nothing really interests me in movies, so. No, there's no judgment, I don't watch TV shows, so. I don't watch TV shows either, I watch anime, that's it. Evens. Well, <laughs> Evens. Do you have... A favorite film? Anything at all that you would say, I saw that, I liked it, I guess that's my favorite. Uh, I have an anime, but not a film. Hit us. Um, so it actually came out this year, but like I've been waiting for it for a while, so you know. It counts because it's before we film this podcast, so ha! Um, uh, anyways. yesterday. <laughs> no, it was actually like two weeks ago. Um, so you know, so there's an anime called Spy Family, and it's also a manga. And oh, yeah, essentially- yeah. So Spy Family is essentially just like there's a guy. He is a God. What is he? He's he's a he's like a government agent, but like not really. I mm-hmm. can't exactly explain what he is. He's an assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes undercover, and he has to adopt a child to go undercover because the person that he's trying to kill is. Um, the headmaster of a school or he has something to do with the school um, sure so he okay. adopts a daughter and then realizes as he's trying to um get the child into the school that he needs to get the child into mm-hmm. they have to meet with both the mo- father and the mother and he doesn't have a mother in this situation there was no mother planned for this so he has to go randomly find one and he's so, he finds a woman, and she, unbeknownst to him, is also an assassin. Mm, okay. And so, neither mother nor father know that the other person is also basically like an assassin or a thief or mercenary type thing. Mm-hmm. So, they have no idea that the other person has an extra job 
that they're trying to complete. Yeah. The meanwhile, the daughter is in the middle of all this being adopted. She's telepathic and keeps mimicking both her parents for absolutely no reason. She's a godsend. I love her. Just a couple weeks ago, though, they came out with um, a show called Buddy Daddies, which is basically like the same hat but different. It's okay. about two guy roommates. We say two guy roommates, but you know, you know, everyone is shipping them at this point because, like, from the title alone. Sure. Uh, so you have two guys, they're roommates. One of them is like the golden retriever, and one's like a black cat type character. Sure. And they're both taking on odd ends jobs, like secret spy jobs, to try to make money. And so what happens is they get this job and they have to go kill this guy. And so, you know, they go in there and all of a sudden there's a little girl involved um, and she's looking for her dad. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess this is spoiler alert. So um, I'm going to say this right now for anybody who is watching the show. They should not, even though this is like the first episode spoiler alert. So, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Turn away now. But uh, turns out that the dad for the little girl is the guy that they're killing. <laughs> Oh, first episode. Well, I mean, you know. But the fun part is, is he actually like takes her hostage at one point because he doesn't realize that that's his child. Um, and so the golden retriever guy is like, "Oh no, I'm your dad," because she doesn't know really what his dad looks like, and both guys look exactly the same minus the eye color. Mm. So she's like, oh, "You're my dad," and so he like protects the little girl, and the other roommate does the job, and now there's a little orphan girl. And they decide to adopt her. Interesting. <laughs> so now they're taking care of a child while they're also doing this. But I think the funniest part about the whole entire thing is in the beginning, the black cat character has a cat that he brought home from a job. The golden retriever guy's like, no, we can't have cats in the apartment. That's too much work. We're both gone for too long. And then they adopt the child and he goes, so we can have a child, but we can't have a cat? How does this work? How does this work? <laughs> Also, uh, My Hero Academia is pretty poppin' at this point. Season 6 is pretty poppin'. Nice. Uh, One of the probably current big three animes right now, despite the fact that people don't really want to acknowledge that, but it's one of the big... No, no, I think it's pretty acknowledged. A lot of people I know are It's one of the big three at the moment. Yeah, right now, yeah. I mean, it's been building up steam for the last few Uh, years anyway. No, the manga is unhinged, and I am worried because my favorite character is not on any of the panels, and he has not been for the past, like, five months. (laughs) He's out getting groceries. (laughs) I would hope so. I would hope so. Do you have a favorite movie last? That's an... Last year? I'm trying to think all the movies I did see and all the movies I didn't see, because there's a lot that I wanted to see, and I just didn't go. There was not a lot I wanted to see. Um, <laughs> a lot of them were comic book-related like, stuff. But yeah, like, I saw a lot of those. Um, wasn't overly impressed. Ooh, Bones and all, close second. Oh, yep, that's, yes, that's you did. Second. Okay, yes, anyway, I, back, okay, back to I need to watch that. No, I, I definitely like everything everywhere all at once. I'm going to like ride high on that one, because... Yes, again, yes. Like walking out of that, he just dropped this today. Weird Al just dropped a music video today for a song that's twenty-four years old. Oh, I guess it's not new then. Oh well, but it had a Lebowski vibe, and it was something I said to you a second ago. Yeah. Um, I walked out of there. I I, I walked out of there. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it at home. Um, but I can remember just sitting there like, 
the hell? Like it was, I had, it was a wild ride. I had fun. Mm-hmm. No, it's bonkers. But I didn't really appreciate it until like I'm thinking about it like a couple days later. In the same vein, like I don't know how many twenty years ago, twenty plus years ago when Lebowski came out, like it was good when I saw it. Like I laughed, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like anything I was going to write home about. Mm. And it was a few days or a week later I started quoting <laughs> the movie, mm. and I'm like, I need to watch this again. Now I'm not quoting this, but I'm just reliving stupid little scenes from everything everywhere all at once and they're I haven't watched it again yet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I I reference it like every now and then (laughs) like I do this little thing to like to Erin just to bug her a little bit like I touch her hair like Mm -hmm. as if I had hot dog fingers yeah 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 it'll make sense if you see the movie I'm realizing that what they do so good is take ridiculous concepts and by the end you're like crying over them yeah. Like the hot dog fingers, even. Oh, my God. Like, it made me uncomfortable when yeah. I was seeing it. Like, <laughs> Like, but then by the end of the movie, you're just like, yeah. 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 No, it makes sense. Interesting. It's, they're, like, like, every now and then they get this little, like, thing where they have to, like, universe jump within the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to borrow the uh, the skills and abilities from another person. Like, a variant within mm-hmm. within another, um, another universe. But, like, they'll get the little click. Okay, smash your head against the Sprite bottle. Bam! That's how they trigger the, the universal Cause, shift. Because they're, like, looking for, like, looking at all the probabilities. They're trying to find something. Like, what would trigger. Yeah. The, it's it's yeah. just so weird. And yeah. it's great. I, I don't want to build it up so high that, you know. Give it I think it's overrated. But... Okay, listen. So, there's the actually Andor, which is something I left off my list. Because, oh, that's a chief, That's a TV show, though. That was, I know. But I, that was... It, might, it was still was not on my list for some reason. Andor was the, of all the things that I enjoyed last year, that was the best, without question. No holds barred. It, nothing last year. Yeah. Nothing at all, despite my love of Wakanda forever. Nothing was going to compete with Andor. Nothing could have even tried that. It, oh my God. One, because I didn't expect for it to be that like I expected for it to be, you know, I uh, is Star Wars. I'm not gonna complain unless it's really that bad. In which case, I will complain until the day I die. Sequels: J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson. Anyway, um, <laughs> I like the way he's doubling down every 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 five days. He doubles down. Like now, I'm so proud of that movie. Listen, I will give Ryan Johnson props for those Knives Out movies because he put his foot oh, yeah. in those. He's fantastic. He is a really good storyteller. I even really liked The Last Jedi. What I don't like about it is that it doesn't fit within a trilogy, which is the, kind of the whole point of filming the second of the third of the three part. Like, yeah, do your job, boo. Um, it's not even his fault. I agree with you. Yeah. I would agree with yeah. you. I would agree with you. I also think that my only problem with him as a creative is that he opens his mouth too much. It's like, don't tell me Dave Bautista is the best wrestler turned actor. Sit down somewhere, please. Right. I, like, I would agree with him though. I think. I'm uh, sorry. Please go back and watch Walking Tall and then get back to me. Okay, that was very rock. Okay, that's okay. not that's, that's not that doesn't matter. It it's not still, it's, it's still, fun. I enjoy it. The, I will the, the, the rock does what he does good. I feel like Batista is, is not, good as an actor. But he but, is not. Batista is so not. Okay. He's like the bar is not high for that statement. Like I agree with you. The bar is not high. Daniel bar is not No, of course not. None of them are. But 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 listen, you will not you will not diss the rock. In that regard, because he's, like, he's like okay. Him, but. Podcast idea, oh, yeah. future books. movie discussion. Yeah, we need to go to books. But future <laughs> movie discussion, podcast idea. We watch The Walking Tall, and we watch 
Well, maybe let you pick out a day. I mean, at this point, can I just... There's a new Can I just throw out the Dark Horse and the Wrestler Actor Discourse to Roddy Piper? They live. They live. They live is overrated, but But still, thank you. I'm just... I just have to throw him into the... I have to throw him into the... I don't know who it is. I was feeling... If you saw it, you'd know. Sorry. I was feeling the book thing anyway. We needed to shift away because we're really going, you know, hard on movies. But Grant, I think you want to talk about books. Oh, I was just thinking. Oh, <laughs> oh you, you were saying books a second ago. No, yeah, I was just thinking because, you know, we work at a library. And, and, and yeah. it's almost 450. <laughs> it is. Oh, come um, on. So, but, uh, what's your favorite book of 2000? My favorite book, The Passenger Court McCarthy. I've already talked about it a little mm-hmm. bit. Nobody writes like him anymore. Yeah. Um, it's super, super interesting. Yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, dialogue heavy. However, the last section. Yeah. Is like pure McCarthy thick prose, mm. and it, the last like the last few pages are heart like soul shattering. Mm. Okay, but, uh, and incest. Well, Great. I mean, you know, fantastic. Yeah. I'm, that's a ten inside, out of ten. That's an inside joke because I brought it up at a meeting. Yeah, oh. I know well, I mean, you one, did. I mean, one of my, I know you did. Yeah. One of my favorite books is The Bluest Eye. You, so you, you should have been at, <laughs> you you know. been at the staff holiday party yeah. for that one. Okay. Or as Toni Morrison once said when someone asked her at Google, um, which book should I, of yours should I recommend because my friend can't read them because she can't get past the rape and incest. And Toni Morrison goes, tell her to read Homer. Speaking of rape and incest. And I just, <laughs> I cried laughing because I'm like, yeah, it's true. I mean, right. you know, it's kind of a part of literature you can't get rid of. I mean, yeah. so, and so. going back to what I'm reading right now, mm-hmm. it is very uh, philosophy heavy. And so when I was reading it, I'm like, oh, glad that I was kind of getting into that. I was like, I know who Wittgenstein is. <laughs> Anyways, my biggest book thing from last year, which no one will be surprised to hear, but Murderbot just mm. can't. I can't say it came out yeah. of nowhere because it was like, super popular for years, and everybody I knew was reading it. And I'm just like, okay, but I went in going, this can't be that good. But Kevin R. Free is narrating, so all right, send me to heaven. And so good. Clapping hands with Tony. I did get into the first book. I'm ready. That was so a delightful book, and I'm going to read more. Yeah. But I, let me want to say read, listen to more. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. the audio book on so, Hoopla? Or yeah. yeah it's on, oh, they're all on Hoopla. Okay. I binged okay. the first five. So the first four are novellas. The fifth one is a novel. The sixth one is a novella, and we're getting another novel this year. So it's. I mean, th- that author could write Murderbot books until she's dead, and I would be the happiest person in the world. They're so good. Which do you, do you want to plug the Staff Picks book? That's, yeah, that's so your pick the, yeah, the Staff Picks book club. Uh, so if you haven't gotten it yet, come in and get your Staff Picks book club. Um, because Thursday, the 23rd, I can't count. I think. 26th. Oh, Thursday the 26th at 6.30, we are going to be discussing the first Murderbot book, All Systems Red. Um, so go. good. The, the sequels improve upon it, so it's hard for me to think of the first one discreetly. Um, but it's a solid adventure. It works, and the rest of them... Like, for me, the first one is a four out of five. And then the rest of them, five out of five. Mm-hmm. I mean, stacks and stacks. Including the one that really irritated the crap out of me. It was so annoying the whole time, because nothing happened the way I wanted it to. And yet, by the end of it, I was like, this author is a... Genius! I hate her. Like she's so good. Martha um, Wells, right? Martha Wells. She's yeah. a, she's fantastic. Yeah. I'm gonna ride on the robot thing for a minute here. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite book, but I have to throw it out there. A prayer for the 
A Psalm for the Wild Built. Yay! Um, and its sequel. Both delightful books, delightful audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I read. I feel like I read a lot of good stuff last year, so I was really thinking about it. Like, what was my favorite of last year? But I'm going to go with Tender is the oh, Flesh. I knew it. Of course you would. I think actually look at how Augustine, Augustina Basterica, um, Argentinian author, wrote this dystopian little book in which the indeterminate future society, all animal life on the planet, is now toxic for human consumption, so they turn facing an extreme protein deficit, soybeans to start kicking it, um, they turn to the only remaining source of protein on the planet that isn't toxic for human consumption. Each other. Mm-hmm. And dun, dun, the, dun. there are scenes within this, like if you talk to Gloria at the Cirque desk, she'll say the, um, how, how does she word it? The, the milking scene. There's a milking scene. It's um, it's just unhinged. You're welcome. There's this unhinged TLDR. where they're like the kids of this society. Like this, the main character goes to have dinner with his his sister, and the children are sitting at the table and they're playing this, and they acknowledge it that it's a game that children play. How do you think he tastes? Tony has this look on their face, and I completely agree with the look on their face. That's interesting, though. I like that. There's that's very interesting. That the taking it from the perspective of the children. It's including that. Um, and like how normalized it is. And like of course the, the mother is like, don't you do that. No. But I think she even said something, don't you do that. At least not when people are here. You know, I think that's one of the fascinating things about a well written or well conceived novel is that it forces you to think again. Mm-hmm. Because if you consider, you know, from a cra- for me, from a craft's perspective, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how that would go. But from a reader's perspective, the the confronting a society like that, most people are horrified not because it's horrifying, but what's horrifying about it is the fact that they don't, they either don't think it would actually happen that way. Like I would not be complicit in that kind of society, yeah. so it's a horrifying idea to think that it would happen. Or the opposite is true, where they recognize. Oh my! It really would be like that because there's this other thing in our society that I don't like to think about that this book is making me think about over and over and over and over again. You know, without being about that thing. Yeah. That I mean, that's it's interesting to play on the fears of your reader in that way. That it seems that this book is succeeding because so many people have read it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to reading it. It's also staff picks book club. It's going to be the July read. July read. Okay. Um, and we also have the Spanish edition, so anybody who is a so would it be appropriate it for me to bring jerky, bacon? Absolutely, do <laughs> it. We're gonna have snacks. Do it. Snacks. <laughs> Meaty yes. snacks. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, in my in the D and D session last night, they were trying to decide. I had them. Have, I had to have them roll d20s because it was such an argument about whether or not the mermaids that were delicacies in this in fictional city that I made up. I literally, it's one line where it's like, okay, this fictional city has, you know, famous fish markets because it's a metropolis that takes up a huge amount of coastline. Did they have to roll to see if and the mermaids it, were part of the delicacies? No, 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 no. No, I wrote mermaids are a delicacy and because it was a great way to introduce a, a sort of tyrannical government about magic, right? Like, Did they have you to know, roll but, to decide if they taste, taste like chicken? No, no. <laughs> they immediately recoiled and they went, wait, but mermaids are sentient, though. And I stopped and went, are they? Because, as you know, if you know anything about mermaid mermaid folklore and mythology, there are all kinds of 
mermaid folklore and mythology. Sometimes they are, you know, like the Little Mermaid, very sentient, very aware. Did they but roll to see if they're there sentient? Are, like, there are like savage, like... Uh, mermaids, like the sirens of, of Greek mythology, or like the Harry where Potter they're not, mermaids. yeah, where they're not supposed to be sentient, um, you know, or they're no more sentient than a cockroach. So they they were so embattled that I was like, all right, you three roll for sentience because that's what you're, you think that they would be, and you three roll for non sentience. The sentience won. So I just spun that into a world building where it was like, yeah, still a delicacy, but they're sentient. And they were just like, what? So it's that that whole idea of like, there's a savagery that undergirds all of the societies that we live in, and the cleverest writers play on that savagery. Um, Was it Donovan had the kobold boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) I, I thought about it earlier, like after we talked about it initially, that thing. Um, I almost want to add in to, like, I'll talk to Donovan one time tell the group. I played a one-shot a couple years ago where we were all kobolds, and we all had our different motivations within this one-shot, within the frame of the one-shot, to go meet this character, Scrappy, who is a one-shot kobold warrior from a different one-shot. And we all had our motivation. I wanted to get to Scrappy. My secret agenda was to eat the corpse of Scrappy. Um, And in the case of the resolution of this thing, like, I'm persuading, like, as I'm chowing down like one of the other cobalt characters Andy like to the character stop that stop that and I give him this little montage to persuade you know the d20s come out next thing you know I have successfully persuaded this person to help me consume Scrappy and then next thing you know we convinced another person and like the other people at the table are like, dear God, what is wrong with you? I'm like, it seemed like a fun thing to do at the time. They eat refuse. They eat anything. They're like the goats of the D&D world. So this is but this you is your uh, sneak preview to when we finally ever get, you know, a D&D campaign going in the middle of some but see, this is But this is why, this is just to put a button on this, this is why Wakanda Forever succeeds to me in a way that the first Black Panther doesn't. Because we have three the minutes first... left. I'd like to know what everyone wants to read next year. This year. Oh, yeah. Oh. We have three minutes left, we, and we... I have to run upstairs. I yeah, this is true. I have a huge list. So I'm trying to think Pick of what the most excited... Okay, yes. The new Brandon Taylor novel is coming out this year. It's called yeah. The Late Americans, and I love Brandon Taylor anyway, but there's a sex worker that's a central character in there, and I'm like, millennial sex workers need to be in fiction because that is the strangest yeah. job and I need to know what you think. So I'm like ready for that book. But I have to wait until July. Thanks, Brandon. There's a good film that tackles that that I'll tell you about after. Please! It's good. It's good. Yes, excellent. Okay. <laughs> that Aaron's is so leveling. It's going to become an anime this year. Oh, nice. So I'm trying to catch up so I can so watch it and be okay. caught up. Okay. Andy, what do you? what's your That's- break? We were kind of talking about this a little bit. Like, there's not a lot that I can consciously am aware of that I'm looking forward to in the next year. Okay. Because like sometimes I like the month of I'll pull out the 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 book page and I'll look through. Oh, I'm looking forward to that, and then I'll forget about it because I don't immediately write it down. Sure. And um, then I order it, and Andy steals it anyways. Movies is kind of a little, is a thing. Yeah, there I don't are, know anything I'm, this year for movies. Ant Man and Ant Man Three and Quantumania. Yeah, Just okay. because of the expansion to the wor- weirdness okay. of that, I, I'm looking forward to that. Sure. I hope it's the best of the Ant-Man films, and I'm hoping it is. I just I want to say, I like Paul Rudd well enough. I love Paul Rudd. Jonathan Majors, though. Mm. Right? I will go anywhere just to see that man doing anything. I oh, and I will say, um, for video games, Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, that's coming out next year. Isn't this it year? this year? This, or this, this year, year, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
I love I love one, and I might revisit it. Okay. Pretty That's soon. right. I forgot it is coming out this year, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Great. Um, I really want to read the new Brett Easton Ellis book. I wondered if you the, were looking. The reviews that. are pretty stellar they are. across the board, which I is interesting because his last one I did not like. And neither did he. I else. mentioned how much I did not like it on one of our first episodes. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, and I also want it. Technically, came out last year, but I, I want to read Annex by Blake Butler, who is probably my favorite. New discovery of last year. Oh, okay. Um, he just has such a way with like tearing down language and rebuilding it in his own twisted way. Mm. Like it, it, like three hundred million years Finnegan's yeah. Wake levels of. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Goodbye, Aaron. Bye. Okay. Um, but yeah, th- those are two books that I'm really looking forward to. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Are we gonna pull one out of the jar? For just us three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why let's do, let's do it. Let's do it. Secret. Secret smack. All right. W-Y-R, have all the time to read all the books you want. Oh, would you rather have all the time to read all the books you want or the money to buy all the books you want? <laughs> that is the meanest question in the world. I want the time. I want the time, Personally. yeah. Because I don't need the money. I have a library. <laughs> I mean, you know. That was actually yeah. an easy one. That's yeah. pretty easy. Yeah, you, you can get most Although, books for free. So. Yeah. Although... Right. All the books I've ever wanted or will want—that's a lot of money. You need and a market retail, like you need a house to contain them. Though. Yeah, I was gonna like, say like a you, no, 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 no. It said it just asked for the money to buy all the books we want. Oh, that doesn't mean we got to spend the money. That's true. Books. That's true. Yeah, but honestly, I mean, if you're sticking to the spirit of the question, I guess you have to spend it on books. But if you're gonna play. You know, forty chess. Like but here's the thing: I don't ever want that much money because then I'd have to make sure that I'm tending that. Are money you kidding? I'm still it. angry that that person in Maine was the sole winner of that one point three five billion dollars. Uh-huh. Like I'm mad at them for stealing it from me. My baby needed shoes. I only got a baby. The Spoiler older alert, it was, uh, it was Stephen King. But, you know, he was it? No. Oh, okay. No. The older. Listen. The older I get, the less. The less I want to make that much money. Absolutely yeah. not. It's too much. Like why? Why? For what? I'm one person. Like, and then I have to deal with all these people who suddenly think I'm interesting because I have this much money? Uh-uh. I don't think so. Forget it. Let me let me not be broke, but let me stay, you know, a little bit above the poverty line. I'll be all right. Like, eat well. It, right. Like, right. Like, you know, I just... Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a pretty good question, though. Yeah. We'll have to ask... Uh, we should get back into the brewers of pulling stuff out of this. I might even use that on... I'm going to turn that into a uh, social media content right there, that question. We should go ahead and keep sticking on that. And it could even be a way to like round about.